Hello everyone, welcome to my show Karib Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian leaders and interesting allies that I meet in my life. Today I have with me a very special guest, Monty Panezar, who is an England international cricketer. Monty, pleasure having you join us from London. Thank you. Thank you uh, Priyanka for having me on your uh, Karib Startup Podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much Monty. It's such a pleasure to meet legendary cricketers like you and you are a cult in England. So we are really excited to have you on our show. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, also, uh, I'm sure the listeners will be uh, uh, interested to know more about cooking from me, and also, you know, uh, what my favorite curries are. But uh, you know, from uh, Priyanka, you know, your knowledge on cooking as well. So thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. So the name has a special meaning and a flavor to it. You know, curry up, and everybody aligns and resonates with. Asian food. So, the podcast is about spotlighting Asian leaders like you, and uh, you know that's how the name came about. So, Monty, um, you are an English international cricketer, a left-arm spinner, and you made your Test debut uh, back in two thousand six as a Test cricketer against India in Nagpur. You know, the, this podcast is more focused on the personal journey behind all the success, the accolades that you get, and I see you as someone who's really. Travels different nations, be it uh, from your humble beginnings um, in Punjab, uh, India, for your parents, all the way to England, and then your journey into cricket, uh, into mental health and awareness and diversity. So those are the couple of topics that yeah. I want to learn from you, and also talk about Monty Channel as you position yourself as a TV broadcaster and host. So a lot of interesting and exciting things that we would love to talk to you uh, on. Well, I've got my prop ready, which is a cup of tea, because it makes me feel a bit more homely as we're talking about curries and food. And food is a great thing; it's a great thing for um, everyone. You know, it brings people together, it connects people, and I, that's what I do. You know, whenever I meet friends and family, always go for a lunch, always go for some food, because it just allows you to cover all different topics over food and lunch. And rather than having a, you know. Um, uh, a Pacific meeting, which you know, you know, I guess they say they say there's two types of people have a meeting. There's one who's who would do it over a cup of tea, and there's others who are just like these are the five things I want to talk about. Bang, 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 and you got to work out which one you are. And I'm very much from the other end, where you know I like taking people for lunch and just talking over things, and and you know you you you, you learn a lot about you know different things and different concepts that get covered, which um you didn't sort of have at the start of you know start of the meetup that's pretty true now with quarantine um it's covid you know things have taken a back seat but um i really enjoy the fact that you mentioned about getting to know people personally because that's more important than just getting you know a, a checklist of items uh, uh, you know getting through them so i'm really excited to know a little bit more about who you are as a person now tell us this you were born to parents who migrated from Punjab and i know your dad was an architect how was your childhood just growing up with immigrant parents in london yeah i think for me um i you know i i i i i warmed to cricket very quickly so uh um we had a local club called luton town and indians and my dad's best mate uh, used to hit the nayak who was the coach for the youth section so we you know my dad found it very easy to like get me involved in cricket do the schooling and uh, cricket was a great distraction for me when i was younger 
um, it would able to me to, um, you know, just go out there, enjoy cricket, do other things. And, uh, um, you know, when you get into that sort of age where, um, you you know, you're, you're beginning from a boy, you're, you're, you're being a man and, uh, you know, that puberty sort of kicks in. It's a very interesting time that because you can easily get distracted into so many different things, you know. Like, for example, parents put so much pressure on children to get A's and B's. But sometimes they don't they don't understand there's a, there's a hormonal imbalance they're going through and they find it difficult to concentrate and they need to just, you know, um, go through that phase. And then after that, you know, uh, you, know, you know, the results do come. But you can also get distracted with so many different things. And I was very lucky that that age where my parents were busy, they were busy just working hard, you know. They didn't have time to, like focus so much on what we were doing they were so busy working hard that cricket was a great distraction and the cricket club itself a lot of youngsters there and uh, you know a lot of coaches just a, a place of congregation a place of a community and Luton was a you know strong sports town you know we've produced a lot of sports people over the past years Luton Football Club is a big big you know um, brings the town together uh, we've had some great boxers, great athletes. Cricket's been, you know, a huge thing. So I was lucky that I was in a place, in a town where sports was really big, you know, and it was normal. It's normal to go outdoors and play in the parks, play cricket, come home. And I find it so strange now with this iPad and this technology. You know, I never had a phone when I was uh, maybe 18. And people just have so many different, um, you know, technology at such a young age that, it stops people going outdoors. You know, it stops your child to be really active and outdoorsy. That's very true. And, um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a different generation that we grew up in. And I can relate to it. You know, growing up in the 80s and the 90s, you spent a lot of time in the nature playing around with the street uh, kids. And now it's like a different world altogether, right? Like every newborn has an iPad that they want to have. Now, tell me this, Monty. So you had an interest in cricket, but like every other Asian, you got a computer science degree. How did that happen? Well, you know, um, either had a lot of friends from South Asia in Karnataka, Kerala, who love computer science. It's a, it's a capital of IT in the world, right? But True. going back to your other uh, situation where I've got a couple of nieces and we talk about them, they got their iPads and they... There's this song, Baby Shark. It's like, shack doo 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 baby shack doo 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 baby shack. And I, I try and feed the nieces. I put the, I put the cartoon on, on the iPad, and it's just like the easiest thing in the world. You can see why children love technology, love schooling, love all of these things. And for me, you know, going back to my Loughborough University days, I just find that, I wish I did a mechanical degree, man. I, I did A-levels in maths, physics, and chemistry. And I wish I did like engineering so I can use my mathematics, use my physics in a degree that makes sense. Like computing and management, it was okay, but I just didn't enjoy, you know, I just didn't enjoy the degree. I just did it. Um, but I think I would have got much more out of doing an engineering degree because my subjects were more aligned maths and science. So I hope that answers your question and is a compliment to the South Asian community who are just absolutely 
so clever that the capital of IT is in Bangalore at the moment. That's very true. And you know what? I have a computer science degree as well as part of my major, so I can relate well, to a lot of things. You are like, yeah, you are, I would say you are much more clever than me. And I'm not going <laughs> to apologize for that because hey. I wasn't great at computer science. Everybody has a different skill set that they are passionate about. So you're great in your own way. And, uh, you know, the fun fact I love about you, Monty, is the way you're so humble and, you know, shared a uh, song, the Baby Shark song, to all of our listeners out there. So thank you for being somebody that we can actually relate to as well, not somebody whom we see on the field, somebody who, who's normal like all of us. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you're listeners, you know, thinking, oh, you know, I've got children or listeners, it's a, it's, it's a cartoon song, which is very famous in the UK. And, uh, you know, it's... They're good things, but you don't want the children, you know, to have iPads and phones. I would never do that at a young age because I knew when I grew up, um, you know, we didn't have that, you know. And, and you know, our mom parents brought us up without any technology, which forced us to be so much outdoorsy. And we just like outdoor life. You know, that's why when I went toward Australia, I loved Australia because it's an outdoor life. You got to do fitness. You got to do running. Um, the sun is out. So that's where you want to be. You want to, you know, get out of the office and <laughs> and have some sport in your life. That's very true. Now, a very interesting fact about you to all our um, listeners, especially the Indian listeners, is you got the wicket of Sachin Tendulkar against um, the match in India in 2006. How was that experience? Was it very euphoric? Yeah, that yeah, that was. You know, you don't you don't dream about these things. You don't even like. You know, that's not something you think about. It just happened. And when it happened, I just went off celebrating and I couldn't believe it happened. But the thing was that it was more about, you know, you know, it's like you come across your, you know, your hero or someone that you look up to all your life that uh, suddenly you're competing with them on the same field. And uh, that's the bit uh, which... I think that's the thing about life, you know, if anyone has a goal in life, you go out and achieve it and you just go out and, and you just don't know um, how far you can get to that goal. If you discipline yourself, if you persevere, you don't know what, what, what there is around the corner for you. Um, but it takes a lot of hard work and, you know, that iceberg model, 90% uh, is under the, <laughs> under the ice, what, what goes through, which people don't see. And there's a lot to do with that. And that was tip of the iceberg, really, taking Tendulkar's wicket and that, um, you know, that that that, that uh, celebration that I had. And I was just, you know, absolutely. Because it was more of a, uh, more celebration of taking his first test wicket, but him, you know, his greatness, um, how good he was. If it was a number 11 batsman, I probably would have just taken my cap and, uh, you know, uh, walked off the field. And then that was it. You know, there would have been no celebration. But because it's such in Tendulkar, um, there, there was, you know, uh, it, because of his greatness, that, that's what I think we were celebrating. That's pretty awesome. Now, in a recent interview with uh, The Guardian, you mentioned that you still have unfinished business with cricket. Tell us a little bit more about what you have in mind. Yeah, look, I've sent emails to all coaches and, uh, you know, it's easy on an email to say no, isn't it? 38-year-old, you know, why do you want to make a comeback in cricket? Because I'm still fit. I'm still, you know, good at it. So, the thing is that it's your desire end of the day. There's older people who are playing than me, but they've been in the game for longer. I've been out of the game. I'm trying to get back in. It's going to be difficult. But um, 
you've got to continue to persevere. It's, it's another journey for me, you know. It's like uh, taking to Duke on my first test wicket. Can at 38, you know, can I make a comeback at 38? You know, no one's done that. You know, no one's been out of the game for two to three years and make a comeback. You know, why do I want to do it? Because it's a challenge. It's a challenge to myself. And, and I think that's what it is. So if this year doesn't happen, which obviously it hasn't, the next year I'll try again. You know, I'll keep myself fit and I'll try again next year because, you know, people, they want to, they, 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 you know, sometimes they just forget about you. And then other times, they, you know, if you keep knocking on the door, um, next year could be a better opportunity. They, you know, they may need an experienced spinner. So, you know, I can't just close that door. And then in the meantime, I can work on other things, you know, like media broadcasting, and becoming a media presenter. So that's something I can, you know, continue to work on uh, as well. That's very true. You know, the fact that we love about Monty is the spirit that you have in you to keep achieving, you know, no matter what circumstances you're getting thrown into. So kudos on that. And, you know, that's the inspiration that I want to share with my listeners. You know, there's always something that you can look up to. Yeah, look, the thing is, right, um, I'm a sportsman, right? So I'm used to getting up six in the morning going to the gym right i i run early in the morning and, and i don't see anyone else running and that's what you got to do you got to do things what other people are not doing because then it gives you that confidence to think well look i'm running i'm doing my fitness work everyone else is you know asleep and that's a sacrifice I'm, I'm making to myself to get to the top um and and that's what it is you know um it's little things like that make a huge difference, you know, and, uh, you know, that old saying, you know, I already won the match long before the match was. And, and that's what it is. You know, it's when it's doing the training, it's doing the hard work when no one's going to applaud you, no one's watching you and you're still doing it. That's the hardest bit. And, and the easiest bit is, you know, everyone's celebrating, everyone's clapping, applauding you. Um, it's, it's the stuff that, you know, you have to do. You have to sacrifices you have to make, you know, the pain, the pain you have to go through, uh, all of these things. And uh, it's, it's a discipline, you know, and if you can, if you can discipline yourself, uh, people say, you know, discipline to freedom is actually having a disciplined life. So there's people out there who would want discipline. And, uh, you know, we I, th I think a sportsman has this kind of mindset where they just um, it's normal for them, you know, to go through a bit of uncomfort, a bit of the unknown, um, and just get on with things, you know, that, that, you know, just get on with, you know, things and life um, and, and, and just, just go through the pain. You know, we, we seem to have a higher threshold of pain. And I, I only realize that when I meet like other people in life and I just think, wow, why, you know, um, some people just, you know, haven't gone through that pain, haven't gone through the experience or the sacrifices. And my, my, I would say to you, go for it just do it you know even if, even if you don't reach your goal just go through the pain you know what the real hard work is the pain it isn't anything else it's when it hurts the most you know that that's that's when it is that's what you have to do you know when you do a 5k run and it's like the last kilometer and you're like i can't keep going at this pace but you have to you have to dig in deep you have to find some sort of mental toughness and i remember will smith saying you know to be to be successful in life do lots of reading and do running. And I understood why he said running. Because, you know, Priyanka, I'm sure you'll do running tomorrow morning after my inspirational speech. And I'm when you're doing that running, you know, and however long that running is, when you go for that run and you're like, oh, I can't run anymore, that's, that's where you have to dig in deep. 
you know how much of a heart do you have when it gets really tough and that's what makes you honestly it's that painful experience that makes you as a person so it's very important you know to keep fit you know and 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 go through painful experiences you know go through the unknown do something that you haven't done before you know it's an unknown experience you will grow as a human being i love that attitude in you monty so thank you so much and thank you for inspiring me now that i have accountability from monty saying like hey i need to do my run and keep us well, you're going you, to send me your time and your distance tomorrow and, and then in a week's time i want to see what it is after that you bet thank you for that accountability now monty um you've been a cult figure in cricket yeah what do you take in diversity in cricket and did you ever face racism as you were getting through the ranks in your cricketing well career? i would normally normally if i go to a pub or a bar I say guys i'm i'm brown skin am i allowed in this place and they'll laugh at me but they'll think it's a joke but i would generally ask people that i said i'm my skin is brown and there's a lot of white people or you know different color people am i allowed in this place they would laugh at me they go what are you doing come in go and have a drink and i thought what this is like it's like an icebreaker you know it gels people together and i think that's what it is you know it's it's the attitude you have you know to each things that you put across and also it's your intake as well you know um you know when your focus is on like you know that old saying you know in hinduism stories that one of my coaches told me was it um was it arjun who was telling him to like shoot at his granddad or something and he couldn't shoot or or the arrow and he was trying to get rid of his krishna was trying to get rid of his attachment wasn't it um when they were fighting against each other mm-hmm. and he goes come on you got to get rid of that attachment you got to focus on that zone and that's it and some of these stories are so inspirational that it's attachment is also um weighs you down you know and if you're attached to anything which is let's say even your sport or your goal you don't want it to become obsession as well as a lot of people out there get so obsessed with their own goals and their own things they don't know how to switch on and off right so i love reading different stories from different things because it gives you so much inspiration and and the way you know you can think in a different way but you have to find a way of to switch off because if you can't then when you switch on again you're going to burn yourself out and then you're going to make some you know irresponsible decisions when you're tired or you know you've overloaded with information and the great sports people the greats of the game they just knew how to switch off you know switch off when i'm in the field i'm going to put my cricket hat on but once i'm out of that field i'm going to take the cricket hat off and i'm switching off and um that's that comes with time you know that comes with you know uh, uh you know uh, it takes time but find things find a hobby you know just find something to switch off so you can move or get away from work and uh, and then come back to work and and just get yourself absorbed in in, in that hobby that's great advice monty and couple of things that i've learned is one is um, you know the mythological references that you mentioned uh, beat any religion there are a lot of interesting moral and ethical values they teach us about you know how to deal with life and two is as you mentioned how to compartmentalize a lot of things in your life beat your personal life professional life your hobbies your goals that's something that's very hard because it keeps running in the back of your mind and i love the idea where you talk about switching on and switching off uh, any uh, 
tips that you would give to our listeners and how do you switch on and switch off look get yourself a hobby that's the first thing write down things that you do away from work right what's the most important thing in your life right because we're very good look we're very good as a as a society and uh, uh you know south asian communities are very good at making money you know we're just we're just told to do that but then you got to find a way of how do i switch off now you know it's that mindset of 80 20 like you know you work smart let's say at 80% but you don't use as much time you know so you're focused at 80% but you focus for that 4 hours and that's it and then you switch yourself off so have have distractions have healthy distractions in place that you're going to switch off like i don't know Priyanka, what what kind of stuff do you like doing what is hey, your podcast. hobby <laughs> okay podcast is a great distraction but what other stuff do you like doing away from let's say your work that's a good thing um i love to meditate i love to um, uh yeah i love to actually keep myself fit uh, you know be mentally emotionally i think that's very crucial emotional well-being as you play different roles as a as a wife as a mother as a daughter there are so many things that keep running at the back of your mind so something that keeps me emotionally strong is yoga meditation just reflecting on your life uh, i think that's very helpful yeah, as well so so for example do something like knitting right i'm going to knit a a a jumper for my maybe my daughter now that takes you completely away from everything that you're doing right it's a new new thing and just do it and i think that's what it is you know do a hobby that you haven't done before and that is also you know useful to you so i think that's how you get your mind to switch off completely from everything else right or i could i actually remember we used to play cricket back when i was growing up in india that was one of our favorite distractions um, you know as girls we would still love to play cricket in our neighborhood so um, yeah <laughs> something that i uh, i just thought about now you you spoke to us about um, you know reflecting on our personal journey and how to keep ourselves fit you've been a strong advocate for mental health and one of the things that i've learned from you is you know talking to your friends and family when you have emotional struggles that you're dealing with and oftentimes monty we don't do it because we feel it is a taboo or we might feel judgment from people around us what's your take on emotional health and sharing those uh, thoughts with close friends and family Look, I think it's very important to check in with your friends, your family, um talk to people that you can trust, you know, have a trusted person that you can talk to about yourself emotionally, mentally, whatever. So, you know, there could be some things about you that you don't want everyone to know about and you can only have a trusted few, you know, like that old saying, you know, when Jesus had his last supper, he had 12 disciples. That was his 12 people who would sit on a dining table. Who's going to sit on your dining table? who's going to be them five people them 12 people yeah they're the most important people in your life they're the ones you share your mental your emotion you know um physical well-being uh your any advice or whatever and if you don't, let's say if you don't even have five people that you can speak to that shows that you have very poor social capital your social skills are not good at all you need to work on friendships you need to work on your relationships with your friends how do you do that make the effort give them a call see how they're doing um go and spend time with them you know regularly just check in like you have a meeting like you go to the gym you know just call up and we've got such great technology now you can just send different videos fun stuff um you know and have your friends you know just make that effort 
because I'm trust me now, if you make the effort now with your friends and just to, you know, uh, have a laugh with them or just, you know, whatever, you know, watch a movie, whatever you want to do, just make the effort to communicate, whatever it is. In a couple of years time or three or four years time, that friend will be there for you because they'll think, well, what's happened? You know, I'm not getting any messages. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. And it's so, so important that you develop that. And uh, it's, uh, I, I, I'm a great believer of that. And that's your antidepressant. You know, you're not antidepressant, they're medication. They mm -hmm. are your medication. That's how you got to see it from a holistic perspective. It's the friends who are your medication, who are giving you that antidepressant, who are giving you this. So then you're holistically, you're getting well. You know, trust me, when you're on that gravy train and you're getting that pay slip every month and it says 10,000, 20,000 US dollars, 50,000, you're thinking life is great. I don't need to speak to no one. Please, that is the most important time to speak. Connect with your friends. Organize a party if you can afford it. Go in to speak to them. If you, you know, little things like cafe, go to the coffee, do something together, right? Have food like we talked about now, curry starter. You know, I was on Celebrity MasterChef when I did, I came in the semifinals and I'm a good cook. I always cook for my friends. And always do these things because it helps in the long run. Trust me, you know, you don't need to go to a doctor. You don't, don't need to go to a psychiatrist. Your friends will help you. That's very true, Monty. Um... You know, building these relationships and nurturing them, uh, I think that's very important from a, uh, you know, irrespective of the stage of life that you're in, because these are the friends and family who would support you when there are issues and you need just a shoulder to to talk to. So thank you for that wonderful advice. Now, um, you know, fun facts about you, Monty. Uh, you're the best finger spinner in the world. You have a career that's marked by 167 test wickets. And here you are being so humble and, sharing some of the vulnerabilities that you faced in your life. How are you able to remain so humble and grounded? Um, I don't drink alcohol. I think that's the key for me. I don't smoke and I don't drink alcohol. Um, so that what helps me to stay grounded because what happens is in your body, you're connecting with nature, you know, <laughs> nature doesn't smoke, nature doesn't drink alcohol, right? So. The more you connect with nature, nature humbleizes you. Then, then you, then you're connected with the nature's energy. You know, you're, you're, you're when, when, when you're like, you know, um, you know, with nature, you feel a lot more like I've been in gardens. I sit there and I think, wow, why am I so peaceful? Because I'm connecting to the nature, nature's energy, very quickly. Because I'm not intoxicating myself with uh, smoke um, or uh, alcohol. So what happens is you just instantly. You don't realize it, like my feet touch the ground and I feel like, oh, I feel so rooted. So that's what it is for me. But I'm not saying that's for everyone else, you know? Like everyone loves to drink and a smoke and whatever. Like enjoy your life, man. That's what it's about. I'm not here to like say tomorrow don't drink, right? But for me, that's what works for me. And that's what remains me humble. That's very uh, cool to know because connecting with nature and it, it gives you a feel of just cleansing your body and your senses are connected. So I think that's just a, an experience that you have to uh, live with. Now, some, um, you know, an interesting fact about you in terms of spin bowling is that you can rotate your hand at your wrist through 360 degrees. Can you show that? No, 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 I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> they just, they're just false, false fact. 
it's a false fact. Hey, good to know. Thanks for clarifying. You know, there are a lot of these pieces of information about you, Monty, and uh, it's good to know. How about your Dusra technique? Is there something that you want to share about Dusra? Well, the Dusra is basically the wrist faces the batsman. So, like, this is like a normal off spinner. The wrist faces the batsman like this, right? And uh, not everyone can bowl the Dusra. And you've got to be very respectful, you know? You've got to show a lot of respect to every cricketer who cannot be a 360 cricketer. You know, you don't want to cause competition amongst each person and say, well, you can't bowl the Dusra, but I can. You know, everyone has their own personal issues when it comes to cricket, when it comes to technical stuff, respect that. Whatever they do, you know, in their private time, when it comes to their cricket skill, that's them. Just leave them to it and let's not, be very, very respectful for that. Awesome. Now, your goal is to position yourself as a TV and radio broadcaster. And I know you have Monty Channel where you share a lot of interesting wisdom. What's next for you, Monty? Well, next is to become the next Pierce Morgan. I want to become the brown Pierce Morgan in media broadcasting. That's pretty awesome. I'm, um, now, wish you all the very best in all your successful endeavors. Now, I have a fun rapid-fire round for you before we let you go. Are you ready for it? Yeah, go for it. So you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following. Role model? Dwayne Johnson. Awesome guy. Um, Monty Channel. The best. What is your positive mantra? Do you have... A kind of a magic phrase that you keep telling yourself? I'm the greatest. What does happiness mean to you? Smile. What is your native language and one word to describe yourself in it? There's only one Monty Panasar, and there are lots of Monty Panasars, they just don't know it. So we need to find, uh, you know, the true selves uh, within ourselves and, you know, uh, just get the passion out of ourselves so we can become the best in whatever fields we choose. Monty, it's been a pleasure having you on Curry Up Startup Podcast. Uh, what's next for you on Sunday? What are you doing next? I'm going to continue to work on my, you know, media broadcasting, continue to work on my fitness. I've got to, you know, just keep working hard on my, you know, trying to see if I'm going to make a comeback in cricket and also remain connected to cricket. You know, that's going to be my goal. Um, so I'm going to just keep pushing myself and, you know, you can reach anything in life. If I want to become an actor in Hollywood, which I probably will do after in a few years time, like Dwayne Johnson, then yeah, that's where I'm going to go. You know, uh, sky's the limit, you know, and for me, I'm not going to sit on the moon. I'm going to hit the sky. That's awesome. Pretty good parting words there, Monty. The best finger spinner in the world and a cult figure in, um, you know, in English cricket. Monty, you've been a pleasure to get to know. and. The world knows your accolades. You know, the Wikipedia page of yours has, you know, all the stats uh, that Monty has achieved. But in this podcast, what I wanted to unravel was the personal side of Monty. And you're such an amazing guy who's so humble and grounded as you shared your love for cooking, talking to people and nurturing relationships. I think that's very key. Uh, so that's one aspect of a uh, key takeaway that I've learned from you. And two, it's about being accountable uh, in whatever you do in your life. Uh, you know, just as an example, as you mentioned about, you know, me putting my fitness goals into practice, right? So thank you for that uh, reminder that everybody needs to feel accountable. And three, it's about 
how do you compartmentalize things in life? You know, that's something that we all struggle with, trying to be the best in everything that we do. Uh, but you've given us some great advice on, you know, how do you build that mental resilience um, as well? So thank you. An absolute pleasure thank having you on the show. Uh, thank you so much again. And to our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us live on Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian leaders and interesting allies that we meet. Thank you.